This is a parental guidance moment. Welcome back to the Sunday service, the only comedy podcast in Newcastle. And I got my dog back this week. Taylor Coffey, I missed you, brah. You went you went away last week on yep. what could only probably be described as one of the Lord's missions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, was a podcast in despair mm-hmm. that was in need, uh, part of the Sis to Hood, the Big Send podcast. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, good friends of the show. But they'd been down in the dumps recently. Yeah, they have been. And yeah, yeah. you know what it was, dude? It was there was a just a genuine lack of hot boy on there. Yeah. And they sent out the fat signal and they're like, we need a fucking throbber to come. <laughs> and they go, Taylor Coftry, come and save the show. And you went down there and you did a remarkable job, mate. You should be proud. I am proud, dude. It's the best episode that ha- that podcast has released since the last one that I did. Yeah, I agree. So not that, not that the other episodes are bad. We love the boys, but you just bought a bit of, you bought the hot boy energy. Yeah, I had to. You showed them what it was like to be a fucking thriving throbber in this uh, in this world. So, mate, welcome back. Yeah, no, it's good to be back, man. It's good. To, hey, it's good to be back on the Sunday service, dude. The podcast I belong in. The one that you belong in, doing the Lord's work. And how about these new Lazy Boy recliners? These oh. brand new, secondhand, but brand new, secondhand, Lazy Boy recliners. Mate, I'm telling you what, these brand new secondhand recliners are unreal, dude. Dude. Because I was on Facebook Marketplace because <laughs> l- l- last week, right, I had uh, it's a gamble. We had we had friend of the show, Big Dick, great guy, Ben McLennan on, and it was just kind of like it's just a lounge vibe. And then we yeah. had Jack Wright sitting where you're sitting, um, fucking hilarious cunt. Yeah, I listened to the episode, man, and let me tell you what. I was fucking furious that I wasn't on it. Though. Oh, dude. I was furious because I was listening to it going, these are the things that I would love. I would have loved to have been there to be fucking bouncing off riffing, dude. Oh, dude. The driving cones was oh. one of the funny, uh, like one of the funniest things that, that I've just, I was just sitting there watching it was just making me, making me laugh. But I felt sorry for Benny because he like, he's on a lounge and I was like, everyone, when you come to the Sunday service, you deserve a recliner. Yeah. And I thought long and hard, so I went on Facebook Marketplace and I, and I saw these brand new secondhand, brand new secondhand Lazy Boy recliners, mm. and I went, "Fucking, they're red, red's they hot. They go faster. They go faster. They make you just f- like just sitting in this right now, dude. Yeah, I love the fucking the height that they gives the legs oh. when you recline, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm really like at a. They're higher than my waist, <laughs> so like. It's I got that you know when you like you you fucking do your ankle or something you're supposed to put your feet up yeah, above dude. your heart I I get you it that's what I feel like man I feel like I'm fucking I I, I just feel good dude these fucking brand new secondhand recliners are tip top and it made me think about recliners and the history of reclining yeah I reckon I've got a theory bruh. what I reckon recliners were made. For a few purposes, but I reckon the bloke that made them, because I'm just going to assume that it was a dude, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it was a thing that was invented, so obviously a guy made it. Obviously. And I think that this guy was just like, getting your dick sucked is red hot. One of the best experiences that you can have. How can we take it to the next level where I don't have to stand or I don't have to be laying down? I can just be in. 
pure king of comfort and uh, I can just lay down and get a uh, sit down, sorry, and get my pipe smoked. Yeah. Get my flesh flute played. I reckon it was also, there was a bit of that. I think it's a combination of things. And it's a, and a man has also just gone like, I want to be able to comfortably fall asleep in the lounge room watching MotoGP at two o'clock in the morning and not wake up with a fucking crook back. And if you fucking bend, like recline all the way back, man, this is a fucking beautiful place for a dad who hasn't had sex with his wife in a long time to fall asleep watching the MotoGP at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, dude, absolutely. Has a, when, when the whole house goes to bed, yeah, he creeps into the alcohol cabinet, oh. pours himself a little stiff whiskey drink oh. and just sits A couple of Jimbos? A couple of Jimbos. <laughs> maybe something even nicer, like maybe like fucking, I don't know, what's a good whiskey? I don't drink it. I don't drink it either. But someone who's listening is is saying in their head, bruh, this is a great whiskey. Why didn't they mention that? Some like white heather scotch or something. Yeah. Some, some $35 thing that he's <laughs> <laughs> hid in the back of the, the home bar that he's gotten that his wife's allowed him to have a tiny section of the house. Yeah, he's got... And w- up right up in the top where she can't reach because she's too small, but he can get on a step later and get up there and he's got a fucking nice bottle of white heather scotch. Yeah, and dude. he just fucking rips into the Pepsi Max and then he just watches MotoGP. Yeah, like a kid. Just that two o'clock in the morning, dude. The whole house is asleep and he's just fucking sipping Jimbo. <laughs> Listening to Italians <laughs> fucking do quick pit stops and shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of drinks, mate. Yes. Speaking of drinks, let's get into this, dude. Yes. Hit the button. And this Wait, dude, week, look at my paw. Dude, that's fantastic. Mate, that looks like when you get it shot. Look at these. Fucking Perla, mate. Cheers to you, sir. Cheers. This week we have Truckload IPA from our mates over at New England Brewing Co. And you know us. We're a couple of IPA drinking boys, but we'll drink we'll drink everything. And and winter is approaching, so you know that's a different season of beers. Is it? Yeah, that's the dark beer territory. Really, right? dude? Yeah, and I've got some dark beers that will. The only knock thing your winter means up. for me is that I have to put tracksuit pants and a hoodie on outside when I smoke bongs. Yeah, dude. Well, I was talking to an American mate about this last night. Actually, it's so funny that Australian culture is uh, is all about like you have to go outside to smoke weed, when American culture because they don't mix it with tobacco. They're just like, why the fuck would you go outside to smoke weed? Do you know how cold it gets in the winter time? Yeah. It's yeah, like it's yeah, minus yeah. fucking 15 degrees in Chicago. Mm. I'm not going outside to fucking smoke a, smoke a doobie. Yeah, no. A that under- I, it absolutely makes sense. Like, I think Australians definitely have no perspective at all on just how cold it gets in other places in the world. Yeah. Like, we, we're, we're Canberra boys. Like, we think that we're, like, cold-hardened. But that's only comparatively to other Australians. And it's so funny because every other Australian's like, you're from Canberra, and you're like, yeah. And they go, oh, fuck, that's cold. But I'll tell you why. Because every school in the nation at one point will take you to Canberra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to go to the War Memorial. To go to the War Memorial. Which and is sick. Which is sick. 
rest in peace to the Anzacs. Yeah. Shout out. To, oh, hey, hey, shout out to the diggers. Yeah. And that was that was with a D, guys. Diggers. That's what we call our troops. Um, <laughs> yeah. But shout out to those guys. But the time that you go and see these guys, or the time that is the best time to go to the War Memorial, is around this time of year. Yeah, when it's Anzac to get days. Cold. Anzac days on the approach. It's the best time to learn about our country's history, especially in on a gloomy time. day when the air is crisp. Is the perfect vibe for you to go and reflect on what these people have given for you to live the life that you live here in this beautiful country. Exactly right. So that's why everyone goes to camp and they're like, oh, mate, fuck, it's cold there. What a fucking... You haven't even come when it's the coldest. Yeah, dude. Scraping ice off your car window can dead set take a fucking hike. Oh, yeah. I don't miss that at all. I I don't miss having to get a fucking... I had a designated water bottle that I would leave at the front of the door that I would just grab when I go outside to quickly... Fucking pour all over my windscreen to fucking de-ice it. And now, and now, what? Now our biggest concern, dude, because we're on the come up, is we just have to wash sea salt off the car because we're a couple of seaside boys. Yeah, that's it. Who the? F- I apologize for my unprofessionalism. Some fucking gay cunt calling me. Put that on silent. Put it on silent, mate. Mate, so the uh, the beer that we are we that we are drinking, as we've said, truckload IPA from New England Brewing Co. Look at it; it's got a beautiful light body. It uh let's have a let's have a sip of this and just see how she goes. Mm. Mm-mm. Yo, I like that a lot. Because I tell you what, it's not like a it's not a in your face IPA. It's it when you first taste it, this for me, it tastes like it's about to be sour and then it's not sour. For me when I taste it, it's like it's like the first time you see a pair of tits, dude. Yeah. You know what? It <laughs> <laughs> like in real life or just yeah, seeing in real a pair life, of tits? Dude, like in real life, like, because you see him on movies or if you're a young throbber back in the day, you'd watch, you'd stay up late at your mate's house, watch some SBS, try hide your boners, mm. watching some exotic French film and you see some hairy muff and some tits. But when you see titties in real life, not ones that you've had to pay for, mm. when you just see some titties and you're like, damn, dude, that's what this reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a truckload of good vibes. I feel like when I drink this beer, I should be on a boat. Yeah. I should I should be on a boat and it's fucking a beautiful day, dude. And we're just like drinking, just drinking beers and maybe casting the line out. Got a button up shirt that's not buttoned up. Button up shirt that is not buttoned up. Maybe in a bucket hat. Just fucking maybe a bit of even, maybe even to quote the great Ned Flanders, you got a bit of zinc on your sniffer. And you're I on got the a boat. Be, I got a I got a long sleeve UV shirt on, dude. That's just got a that's like light blue, and it's just got a big picture of a marlin on it. <laughs> you got a, <laughs> you got a BCF fishing shirt on. Yeah, like one of the ones that you get. There's like the sale ones. You can get like five for thirty bucks. Dude, it's so funny that fishermen have like camouflage fishing shirts to fish in. Hilarious. What are you doing, bro? What for? Yeah. It should just look like a regular shirt. You don't have to make it camo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the fish aren't like, hey, wait a minute, there's a look what looks like a man in a black t shirt over there. I'm sticking away from this fish. They've got their eyes on the prize, which is the bait or the fish that they're getting. Yeah, it's they're also not looking up being like, Damn, there's a bit of ocean in that boat. Yeah. Fucking Might jump straight into that fucking ocean that's standing up on the boat. <laughs> 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 fucking dumb dogs. Mate, we've had a um You've had a pretty busy week in uh, comedy, so you did. You didn't do the Tuesday open mic, did you? No, I didn't do the Tuesday open mic, but I did the stag on Wednesday. 
and obviously the 420 show, which we'll talk about in a minute on Thursday. Um, but Run us through the stag. Mate, the come. stag was the stag, dude. The stag. And I went first. Uh, yeah. I went very, very first. You had the lube spot. I had the lube spot. And let me tell you, dude, the MC did not even... The MC didn't even spit on it. The MC didn't even give it a little... Oh, no. So... And he was fine. He was he was funny, but interesting choice to MC. But um, so he just didn't quite have the energy. So I went up there, and Adam, good friend of the podcast, Adam Ronan, has been making fun of me the last few days. Has been basically because I, I just went up there and I just had too much energy, dude. And I just fuck. I was kind of just like up there steamrolling and yelling at people. Yeah, and I didn't even realize it until I was halfway through my set. Sometimes the stag needs a bit of high energy steamrolling. That's what I thought. Sometimes they need a, like, if, if we're thinking comedy is weaponry, sometimes you have, like, a bow and arrow when you're drawing it back and then you're, you're shooting it mm-hmm. and then you're letting it land and then you're letting people react to it. And sometimes at the stag, you just need to go machine gun on it and just, dook, 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 and just hit them with some rapid fire, build the energy up, and just fucking pepper the cunts. Because the problem is it's the same people generally that come along to the stag Plus a few tradies that are in there. Mm-hmm. And they've seen the bits. So it's like if you're up there doing your bit about shitting your pants on a night out and you've done that bit for 12 months, they're not going to laugh at it. No. They're done. They've they've seen it. No. It is what it is. But I did all brand new stuff. Yeah. Did nice. all brand new stuff. And well, here's the thing, dude, is that like I still got laughs. I just didn't do that well. Yeah, I know and what then, you mean. But like, you know, there was dude there was a whole table of dudes who were who were really enjoying it. And then um the next night at the four twenty show, one of two of them came up and shook my hand and were like, Hey, we saw you last night, man. You were great, you were really funny. Oh, was that the beard bros in the band? Yeah. 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 Jesse and uh Brandon. Brandon, yeah. Not to be confused with Brendan, which yes. I which I did call him on stage. Yeah, Brandon, dude. Brandon. Yeah, no, really. Let's great get guys, into the four, let's get into the four twenty. Let's show. get into it, bro. Stop talking about that fucking stag shit. Because the four twenty showcase was set up by who would? How would we describe this? Like mortal enemy, uh, the dumpling of of Newcastle comedy. They've <laughs> uh, <laughs> got a good. <laughs> The dumpling, yeah. But that's got a good a, that's heart. That's a description of this cunt, dude. He's a fucking dumpling. But he's got a good heart. But like a good one, like a Shanghai dumpling. Yeah, like... Like it's Shang, Shanghai pork dumpling. Yeah, this ain't... No, soy sauce on it. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. This is a... This is... Look, it's a dumpling. It's not a It's not a frozen food dumpling that you're just putting on as a as a mixed platter. No, no. You get this from a restaurant. Yeah. He's a restaurant dumpling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Coyne. Of, of how to not comedy... Podcast fame, or should I say infamy? Because does anyone even really listen to that podcast? Would be maybe yeah. Im- infamy is also the correct word because that implies people know what it is. Yeah. So guys, there is a podcast. It's really bad. Um, it's called How to Not Comedy. Terrible name. Terrible podcast. Don't waste your time. But Mitch Coin put on this four twenty showcase, and he was he was originally tossing up having a no holds bars comedy where it's like let's say loose shit. And the day Which I still think has legs. Definitely has legs. And he wanted to do it on the 20th of of April. And I stuck my hand up and I went, all right, I've got no problem doing comedy on a Thursday, first and foremost. I think there should be way more comedy on a Thursday in Newcastle. Yeah. 
But um, I was thinking, if you're going to do a show on, you know, I was about to say the Lord's Day, but it's not. It's the day that people, 420, the International Day of Smoking Weed, mm-hmm. it'd be a damn travesty if we didn't pay our respects to the green ganja that that the good Lord has placed on this earth for us. So I was just like, we've got to do a 420 showcase. Definitely we do. So we did the 420 showcase. Yeah. Shout out to um, Hippie Sticks for giving me a cool bucket hat and a nice tie-dye shirt for the show. And I was I was a little bit concerned when we'd had sold 20 tickets. Yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was a little bit... I was like, And what? I was thinking, fuck, because i got to MC this. So I was like, all right, you got to bring a little bit of ruckus for 20 people. Then it turns out we sold about like 50-something tickets. So the people uh, stormed A few in people walked in On too. a fucking pissing down day in Newcastle, the mm-hmm. people came out to support it. And uh, tell you what, that was, that was a weird one because I'd made... I was fucking dirty with myself because I made some mistakes as an MC. Didn't introduce what the show was. Didn't yep. tell them the ground rules. Didn't ask them to bring any noise. Just got up there and just got straight into it. You acted exactly like someone who had put their hand up to MC a fucking 420 show. Yeah. You were in character. I was, I was in character. And I feel like the bucket hat, you couldn't see my eyes. You couldn't see some facial. So it was like, it was definitely a few learning lessons of like, bucket hat's cool. But you do need to see my facial expressions when I am doing some things. And everyone was stoned. Majority of the people yeah. had come in stoned. I've never seen an audience like that, to be honest. And yeah, and like stoned people don't have great energy. Like you no. gotta really <laughs> You gotta try really pull it out, out of them, dude. And uh me and you were talking beforehand and I was like, I've got a story that I've shared on the podcast, guys, that it's about um taking mushrooms floating down a river in Michigan. And Taylor's like, just tell that story. Like, it'll be a funny yarn. Told a funny yarn. Pulled out the Davy Crockett hat for the story just to emphasize on it. Mm. And you weren't sure about it. And I wasn't you sure about sure it. You weren't sure about it, dude. And I said, look, man, the tickets have been sold. The people are here. They know it's a 420 show. It's a free hit. Just have a whirl, mate. Have a whirl. And you fucking, you needed it because you were going to not do it. Yeah, I wasn't going to do it because I was, I, in my mind, I was like, I'll just go through, just do the material, get the fucking, get that blood flow going to the right regions, spit on the moot, lube it up and let everyone <laughs> do their thing. That was, that was the thought process. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, it is one of those shows where you did definitely have to spit on the moot. Have to spit on the moot. And um, look, the, the story was a bit dribbly and took a little, took a little while, but then I bought it home strong with a few, few bits. And I think everyone, dude, crushed, but in particular, you fucking whipped out your hot boy hog and just were fucking just doing a few meat spins and just letting them know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I fucking, I felt really good about it. And I was fucking nervous as shit to go on stage, dude. I was full on borderline having a fucking panic attack. Do you want to tell them why? Because I was so fucking high, dude. Yeah, I were. usually I don't do stand up high. I even though like I'm obviously a fucking ruthless stoner and it's in my blood and my DNA. But when I do stand up, I like to have a clear head and then maybe like a couple drinks to give me a little bit of buzz, get me up and about because that's how I like to do stand up. Don't do it high. Yeah, don't do stand up high or too drunk. No, 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 no. It's um, but and off, but I got off work, dude. I finished work early, man. So I finished work at three that day. So I'm home at 3.30. Yeah. And we've got, what, three, three hours and a half show? hours until the fucking show starts? Yeah. So your boy's just home fucking. 
getting it done. Yeah, dude. And then and then the next thing I know, it, it's hot. 10 minutes until I'm supposed to fucking leave, dude. And I'm just <laughs> in my house. I'm like, fuck. I gotta put fuck it so I'm putting my clothes on. I haven't thought about my set at all almost. Yeah. I'm like going I was going through a little bit of things when I was high, like how am I gonna I wanted to talk about weed, obviously, but I didn't want to make it just about that. And then so I was like, how am I gonna fit my fucking bits into this? <clears throat> Got there. I'm fucking started talking to everybody else. Hey, man, are you guys doing much about weed? Some people are like, not really. So I'm like, fuck, dude, am I gonna be the only person up there that's just talking about weed at a 420 show? But then I was like, fuck it, dude, whatever. I just embraced it. And then I just got up there, dude. And the rest is history, mate. The rest is history. And I think, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think now you're starting to get to um, a point where you're now getting accustomed to doing the Newcastle Comedy Club. And it's like, have you? do you feel like you're a little bit more comfortable and your material's getting better and you're just... Because I've noticed that you're starting to shred a little bit harder and people are just starting to raise some eyebrows and going, well, he, he was good when he came, but, like, I feel the level's going up. <coughs> and it, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I had a, sim, a somewhat of a similar transition when, like, you're not really used to doing <coughs> fucking 100 people rooms really consistently. And it takes a little bit of time to like build up to that comfort level. But then you just get to a point where you're like, this is my fucking house, bruh. Yes. Like I, yeah. And then like there's like just a, an error of confidence when you walk to the stage and you're just like, I'm going to kill these cunts. Yeah, I'd, I've definitely felt my stand-up has gone to another level. And it's definitely been, it's definitely been the feeling more comfortable in the things that I really find funny. And just trying to do that. Yeah. And understanding that like, yeah, I do think that some wild stuff is pretty funny. But the reality is, is that I just have to be confident in that and really be true to what I think is funny. And that's why I've been doing some like pretty like reckless material like lately is because like I'm starting to lean into it and not shying away from it. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and I think that there's a combination of two things. We've come from Canberra where... The recklessness isn't really embraced. No, not a, not even a little bit. Actually. So you try cater to what you're performing with there, and you do dial it down a bit, and then you get come to Newcastle, and it's I don't know what it is, but the Steel City loves the ruthlessness. <clears throat> they love it. They are just like fucking just dial me up a bit of ruthlessness, and let's fucking rip and tear. Because I I genuinely think it's because this Newcastle as a city takes itself way less seriously than Canberra. Mm-hmm. And that filters down into people's personalities. Obviously not everyone. There are still people in Canberra that fucking love cool stuff. But for the majority, especially just like doing a lot of stand-up there and only doing stand-up there for a while, it just there's a tremendous difference where you have to start going, how do I make this stuff that I know is going to be just acceptable funnier? And that kind of makes us like better comedians. That's why I think a lot of good comedians – come from Canberra and then when they leave they do reasonably well because if you can fucking learn how to make people laugh in Canberra then you've just then you leave to somewhere else and you've just got fucking freedom got the freedom you can rip and tear um but yeah man I I big shout out to Mitch I think that every act did like incredibly well Joel crushed it Maddie's song went well um 
and I think for I think for Maddie, I think she's kind of found something in amongst this the songwriting and the Definitely. and that. And um, I would like to see her have a few more of those, but also keep writing jokes as well. So yeah, you're not also reliant on, on musical comedy? Yeah, you definitely don't just keep doing stand-up. I mean, just doing musical comedy instead of stand-up, I should say. Yeah, because she's got some fucking great bits. Yes. Um, Luke did good. Adam Adam did his story, like, because he, he has a tendency to, like, if something happens in the audience, he'll stop and he'll, like, address it. But then once he, like, addressed it and then just fucking got on with, with his yarn about being mm-hmm. ruthlessly baked and catching a train and and I won't give away the bit, but yeah, he did good. And it was just like from top to bottom, everyone did everyone did well. I was fucking so dirty with myself after that show, dude. Really? Oh man, I was like, fuck. Like I did have bits that went well, but then like between each act, I was just like, fuck, man, like you should have done this. Like get up there and yeah, tell another yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, but that's fucking honestly, that's always going to happen even if you have a fucking good set. Like I thought I had a really, really good set and there was still bits where I rewatched the video and I went, ah. Yeah. Ah. And it's just like, it's just, ha- it's just like being, being a perfectionist, I guess. And, and just, you know. Did you also feel weird doing a 420 show? Yeah, I did. I did. I felt weird doing and, a 420 and I, you, and I tell you one thing as well that was a bit weird. Like, I never wear bright colours on stage. No. Nah. So I'm there in a, in, in a Rastafarian tie-dye shirt, which is a sick shirt. And then I've got the bucket hat that has weed leaves on it and stuff like that. And I'm like, I tell you what I felt like, dude. What? You know when, like, an 18-year-old chick first goes to a festival? Yeah. And she gets, like, a, fest, a festy outfit and she tries way too hard with her festival outfit? Yeah. Just to be like, I'm going to a festival. And it's like, you would never wear this shit yeah. in day-to-day, but because you're going to be around 80,000 people. You looked like you looked like the amateur DJ that fingers that chick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you look like, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Cunt. You look like you could have easily fingered chicks who wore headdresses to groove in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before they knew it was cultural appropriation. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, bro, that's what you look like. And um, last night you weren't there, but the Newcastle Comedy Club Friday night showcase. Tell you who I fucking love, cunt? Who? Alex Malinkovich. Yeah, I like him a lot. He is such a fucking good cunt, dude. Yeah, yeah. And um, and Sam Bowden emceed, and he's a fucking, he's a legend he's as a well, man. Um. It's like sometimes you get you get added to the group chat of who's on and you just get so excited. I, I fucking get mad jealous when I hear who's been on lineups that I'm not on. And yeah. I go, fuck, dude. And then sometimes I get on lineups and it's just like only people from Newcastle. And I'm like, yeah, throw someone at me, bro. Come yeah. on, dude. But um, just fucking great, dude. So I was having a yarn to Sam and, and Alex outside the club. They're just... They're fucking great guys, and they've actually got a podcast called Whoa Free Lunch, and I fucking highly recommend checking it out. Yeah, I've listened to a few episodes now. It's they very are fucking funny. They've um, there's a clip if you if you go and follow them on Instagram, guys. There's a clip that it's so funny because you know me, big footy fan, and one of the sponsors of footy or the ads that comes on is the Man Shake. Yeah, and it's got <laughs> the shake it off, shake shake it off, and there's an uh, on one of these man uh, Man Shake ads. One of the guys was a fat cunt. 
now he's a slightly less fat cunt, but yeah. only just. <laughs> and he's just like, it's like Robert lost 10 kilos using the man shake. And I I was watching that ad and I was like, that guy motherfucker looks exactly the same. Yeah. And then those boys like do a clip of when they're ripping on it and they're just like, this cunt looks exactly the same. Um, so check them out. The I was up first. Um, you know, just did did me did me fucking ten minute bits, hit the fucking nail on the head, and then how's this? So, um, shout out to our homeboy Drake, American uh, American mate Drake. Yeah, he wanted to get a new TV. So yesterday afternoon, I was like, let's just get a TV then. So we went to JB Hi-Fi. He bought like a mad seventy five inch TV. Shit. And I was like, we can just lay it down in the back of the Rav Four. Turns out you can't. You can't. You void all warranty if you do that. So we're like, okay, sweet. It's four o'clock at this point. And the guy's like, oh, you can go to Beresfield to pick this, pick it up. And I was like, okay. So Drake's like, I'll go hire a van from Bunnings across the road. And then I'll meet you there. Take the receipt. Because this place closed at five o'clock and it was a 40 minute drive there. So I'm fucking pinging it to get to Beresfield, double demerits, driving as responsible as I can. Definitely. My GPS is just like head left towards the M1. And I was like, that's a bit weird. Like heading south on the M1. Like that's, we're creeping into Sydney territory. Mm. So I'm going down there and then my GPS is like, hey, bruh, turns out that's not the right way to go. Uh. And I'm on a double fucking lane freeway heading towards Sydney. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Yeah. You know how there's those little islands? Yeah. Where the where emergency service vehicles, aka police, can also park? Yeah. Yeah, boy just comes flying into one of them at 120 Ks, <laughs> slams on the brakes, cruise, fangs it back around onto the onto the other side of the highway to like get up there to make it like within two minutes of this place closing. So they go get everything. Drake rocks up. He was just going to lay the TV down in the back of the ute. And the guy's like, no way. Can't, like, you'll Do you ever think that if you were like in one of those like movie situations where you're in like people like chasing you in a car that you would be able to like get away and do cool shit? I think for a very limited time I could. I absolutely could be Jason Statham and Transporter. <laughs> I, I absolutely could. Do I it. think I could get in a fucking Kia Sereno, dude. <laughs> Kia in, a, in, a, in a big Kia, in a lifted Kia Sereno, dude. V6. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just depends on what car you're driving. And um, so anyway, then we have to go buy ratchet straps, buy ratchet straps. By the time we get it to his house, this TV was so heavy, dude. Carry this big bastard up, set it up. I look at the clock and I'm like, bro, it's six o'clock. And he's like, man, just jump in the shower, get changed. He's like, I'll drop the ute back. And um, he's like, before that, I'll drop you at the club. So he dropped me at the club, had a few beers. And... uh, He's like, well, you know, we got to, you know what we got to do? We got to christen the TV. And I was like, yeah, we do, bro. And I don't know if you know who played in a bit of football last night. Mm. You might say. It might have been the, the, the thick, thick dick, dick of, of the north. north. And I was <laughs> very excited. We, uh, we leave the club. So I do my set. I say to the boys, I can't stick around. I've got some pressing business. They didn't know that the pressing business was a thick dick of the north. Mm. Wish every comedian the best of luck. Go grab a bit of buttered chicken. Oh. From fucking old mate Raj. Shout out to Raj. Yeah, beautiful, shout out Raj. Beautiful buttered chicken, lad. 
Raj has a lot of restaurants. He's a very successful businessman. He kills it. And um, so, mate, we're fucking pumping that food into us. And uh, how's how's the audacity of some cunts, right? So me and Drake have the food. Yeah. There's a, a pub that I've been eyeing to go. It's called the Northern Star. It's an Irish pub. And it's on my hit list to go to. Heard of that. And uh, we're walking past and Drake's like, I'll pop into the bottle shop. So I put my hand covering my eye as we walk past pub windows. And he's like, what are you doing? And I go, yeah. oh, I cannot see the score. Yeah, dude. I know exactly the feeling. I'm like, I can't see the score. It's imperative that you don't. And I, I've always been fairly lucky that I've mostly been in non-AFL states. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of hard to come across just the games on the screen. Yeah. Fuck, it'd be shit house if I was fucking living in Melbourne. You couldn't escape it. Oh, no. Like, it's on billboards. Like, that's yeah. like St. Kilda's winning. And There's like, project hey, KO that- on the side of a building in <laughs> Federation Square, dude. <laughs> so I walk past and uh, most pubs have bouncers out the front. So Drake's like, I'll pop in here, grab some beers. I was like, sweet. Have my hand over my eye, walk past. And he goes, what are you doing? I go, I don't want to see the score. And he goes, yep, good chat. So I'm standing outside the pub just facing the road and the bouncer looks at me and he goes, oi. And I'll turn and I look at him. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, the Broncos are winning, mate. Oh. And I was like, dude, if I could fight, it'd be on, bro. And I, but then like he, he was smirking at me and I didn't know if he was like, you know, is this guy a Parramatta Eels supporter? Can I ruin his day by telling him that the Broncos are winning? Is he a Broncos supporter? And I'm just going to tell him that. And I didn't know if he was being serious or not. So I was just like, what a fucking gay cunt, dude. Yeah, that's no matter what situation it is, whether he's a Broncos supporter, whether he's on your team or the other team or whatever, that's fucking not on, dude. Like, you shouldn't come in between a man and his fucking sports, dude. I do that all the time. I, t- I don't look at any social media on my phone. I don't want to talk to fucking anyone, dude. I'm watching the replay when I get home and I have been halfway through a St. Kilda game and like received a text from a mate of mine or something going like, ah, bro, that was fucking bullshit. Can't believe this fucking this, this, this. And then you just sit there looking at it. And it's the, you're halfway through the second quarter. Yeah. And, and you're going, fuck, well, fuck, dude. The whole game's ruined now. It's ruined. On my iPhone, I have the I have the option. So if you send me a text, it just says Taylor Coftry has sent an iMessage. Yeah, yeah, I have that too. I haven't never flicked it on though. So I got that. So like, if someone sends me a text, I don't know what it says because I've been caught out by that way too many times. Yeah, you just look at the phone and it comes up with half a message of like, "Let's fucking go," and you're like, "Damn it!" Yeah. So then we went back to Drake's house, blazed one for the nation. Yep. He's got a plush velvet couch yep. sitting on one of those brand new 75-inch TV and we put on the thick dick of the north against uh, maybe, how would you describe these guys? Last year's grand finalists, the Parramatta Earls. The Parramatta Earls. Fucking the Parramatta Earls. And fucking the crimson chin, Nathan Cleary fucking playing, dude. That cunt's chin goes out further than his nose. It's yeah, very funny. he does have a big chin. Fucking old Penrith Panther, fucking Nathan Cleary, that cunt. They lost on Friday night, which is great. But anyway, we're getting distracted. The thick dick of the North just pulled their dick out and were just fucking neighing and just getting the blood flowing and just turkey slapping everyone because they played up in Darwin and, like, Darwin gets pizzled with rain. It gets pizzled with violence. Oh, yeah, sorry. They played the Eels, didn't they? Yeah, not the Panthers. Not the Panthers. Sorry, my bad. My yeah. bad, man, my bad. 
And, uh, mate, that thick dick was fucking throbbing. Fuck, throbbing. Like, Ezra Mam flicked past back inside to, uh, to Adam Reynolds. I just busted all over this velvet couch. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, dude. But you've got some love stains on there. And yeah. Drake, Drake was like, it's all good, baby. But, mate, news throughout the week. Yes. What has caught your eye, bro? I want to talk about, um, dude, do you ever, th- I, I think about this sometimes and you're a man, you, you'll be, you're, and all the men listening to this, you're lying if you say that you haven't thought of this. You've thought about hectic ways to die. Oh, like yeah. hectic ways to go out, like ways that make you think that you're fucking sick as hell. Like I've thought about, I've genuinely thought about like, like a, like a, like a, like a car driving off a bridge and like, par- like fucking just boom right into the fucking water below, dude. And I run and I jump off the bridge and I dive in and I get, go down and there's kids there and I'm in the fucking car and the, the car's still sinking and I'm unbuckling them and I get them out and I, I throw them up, dude. And I, I, I drown in the process. Uh, I drown, but I drown a hero's death and I save these fucking kids. Yeah. Or I run into a burning building or someone comes into a store with like a gun and they don't see me and I come and fucking boom and hit them and I fucking wrestle them away and shit like that. Yeah. Man you know, shit. Man shit, dude. I think some people think that, what they're doing right now is going to lead to some type of honorable death and honorable is different for many people. Some people generally like the idea of standing up to and being a fucking man towards the police. Yeah. You know, taking up, taking them on, taking on the police like GTA. I think people think that maybe a GTA type death is going to be fucking cool as hell. There was a tradie in Townsville. That has died. He was shot by police. What? Yeah, dude. He was shot by police. There was a, a man, in, a tradie in Townsville, obviously on a night out. Things got a little bit fucking crazy. You know how dudes get up in their head and just thinking that, you know, fucking the, I'm the fucking man, dude. That he, they're Denzel Washington from Training Day. Oh, my God. So how did he get, how and why did he get shot? Well, he was charging the police, like going to attack him. With what? Like a they had their guns drawn or whatever. I don't exactly know this thing, but this tradie was shot and killed and his last words were, shoot me, faggot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Imagine being like, this is it. This is my time. You want to fucking go, cut? Shoot me, faggot. And then you just fucking die, dude. Dude, fuck. Fucking hilarious, dude. That's some dumb dog behavior from the tradie just to run at someone who has a weapon drawn on you yep. and then just have the audacity to like to try call their bluff and yeah. be like, you won't. You won't shoot me. Go on, cuz. You won't shoot me. Obviously, guns drawn. He's going wild and they're like, get down, get you, get on the fucking ground. This is your last warning. And then he's like, shoot me, faggot. And then, pup, went, pup. say less, douche. That's so fucking funny, dude. Dude. Pretty gangster way to go out. It's pretty fucking gangster. <laughs> it's pretty gangster also to be a policeman and just have a guy and like some guy goes, hey, shoot me, faggot. Yeah. And you bang and you just put and you, you just, just pop him in, dude. Pop him and you went, oh, well, you told me to do it. It's also hilarious I to think of. I feared for my life. <laughs> it's also hilarious to think of like the family members now know that. Yeah, dude. Like that guy's mum and dad now know. They're like, yeah, Jace went out fucking tough, didn't he? <laughs> The funniest thing is as well, like, 
The police could have used so many different weapons. Yeah. Could have pepper sprayed him. Could have got the old fucking the baton, the old fucking nightstick, whatever the fuck they're called. You know what it is. They could have used that. They could have, yeah, yeah. Fucking, they could have used some good old-fashioned Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But the guy's just like, no, nah, I'm going to pull my gun out and just shoot this cunt. I wonder if he was high on meth or something. But I mean, but I mean, like, if someone drops the F-bomb on you, nowadays, that word has a bit of weight towards it. Yeah, that guy basically committed a hate crime before he yeah, got shot. he did. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, fuck him, he deserves it. <laughs> I'll tell you what caught my eye, mate. What? I saw a, uh, a TikToker um, who, who, who said a fart led to her uterus coming out of her vagina. So Holy this, shit. This famous TikToker, um, I can't remember her name, but she has like 2.7 million views on, on some of her videos. Mm. Recently released a TikTok saying that one time she farted, she squeezed a fart out so hard that her uterus popped out of her vagina. And you know the funniest part of this story, bro? What? She's just like, I farted so hard that I thought I gave myself a penis. She was like, I was fondling around there and I thought that I had a penis. And she's just like, you know, some people get many years into their life and discover that they've got a penis. And I was just like, that sounds crazy, but I have been through many years of my life before I actually discovered my penis. And I was like, oh, I do, I do have one. And I was just like, oh, all this time I've been sitting down pissing because I thought I had a mort, but turns out I was wrong, dude. Hey, bitch. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. That's fucking an insane thing to say. And also, if you're squeezing a fart out so hard that it pops your uterus out <laughs> of your mood, you don't need to fart. Yeah, you dude. don't need to fart, dude. You know why? Because I've never had to squeeze out a fart in my life. Yeah, th- like they're trying to come out. Yeah, I wonder if she was doing like I wonder if she was trying to make herself queef and it just went awry. I reckon this bitch is fucking lying, dude. I reckon she's doing some some weird sex stuff with like dragon dildos and she's pulled her own uterus out of her fucking pussy. You know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. That makes way more sense than I farted so hard that how fucking weak is your cunt, dude? If you're farting out a part of your body, that's such a piss poor excuse. Oh, lie. You know, it's like um. Dylan Walker, who's a rugby league player, there was a raid that was conducted in the Northern Territory of a drug dealer's house. They found all this ice, all this cash, and a 2014 premiership ring. And when the cops have raided the house, obviously these rings are like individualized rings. And they're like, okay, this is Dylan Walker's premiership ring. What's going on here? Now, alleged... This is not true. This is just alleged that maybe Dill got caught up with some bad people in Sydney and allegedly maybe owed them a lot of money that he maybe didn't have. So he gave them a premiership ring. Yes. That has then been transferred to whoever else and has ended up in the Northern Territory. Do you know what Dylan Walker said to the police when questioned about it? What did he say? Oh, mate, you know, Mad Monday, me and the boys just got a bit fucking loose, had a boat party. I was eating chicken wings on Sydney Harbour boat cruise, throwing my chicken wings into the water, and my premiership ring slipped off my finger, fell into the Sydney Harbour, never to be seen again. 
That's as almost of a weak excuse as that you did a fart and your uterus popped out your mort. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's online with fucking Wayne Carey getting caught with white powder and saying, oh, it's crushed up fucking ibuprofen. Yeah, dude, it's just like I need, I get severe migraines. I get headaches. And the best way to get rid of my fucking headaches is to crush up my Panadol Ibuprofen, whatever the fuck it is. Ibuprofen. It took me two times, three times, four times, but I got there. And the best way to cure my migraines is to crush up into powder form so it's easily digestible. And then I sniff it, dude. Mm. In a casino where there's heaps of loud noises and bright lights and a lot of shits going on, that's where I need to go to get rid of my headaches. Yeah, dude. Shout out to Wayne Carey. Shout out to the goat. Shout out to Duck. He uh, he loves fucking his teammates' misses as well. Yeah, he does, man. But let's not let it, let let's not let that distract you from the fact that this bitch is clearly fucking lying. That's Ooh. that is a lie, dude. That's an absolute lie that you farted so hard your moot fell apart. Yeah, dude. Come hey, off it. What's the structural integrity of your moot if you're farting and your uterus pops out? That's what I I'm saying, dude. And I don't know the anatomy well. Like, I know that there's a uterus somewhere in there. But, like, come on, mate. You yeah, farted it. You farted and it came out. What's, like, the craziest, like, fart experience that, like, you've had? Fart experience? Yeah, like, because there's, there's ones where oh, farts that stick out to you, whether you've had to do it in an inappropriate place or you did one that was fucking crazy. Recent memory of farts is um, if I drink heaps of craft beer... Yeah, I just get the worst farts, and I remember maybe it was still in COVID times. We had um, we were at we were at a venue, and the COVID laws had changed from like you didn't have to wear masks, and then at six o'clock, all of a sudden we had to wear masks everywhere, mm. inside outside. Prior to that, huge lineup at the bar, in like a small room, and. I've walked in and I needed to piss, but I had some farts locked and loaded. In locked the and loaded, yeah. So, like, I walked, made my way through the crowd and just dropped about three stinkers. <laughs> and they were, they were atrocious, dude. They were so bad. Like, it, like, people, like, no, you know your own scent, you know your own brand, but when you've got a fart that surprises you at how bad it smells, that you're just like, you're taken back by it. Mm. So I've I farted and then I've I've gone to walk into the toilet. There's a bit of a lineup. So now I'm just sitting at like the corner and I just turn my head and I just look back and I just watch the trail of destruction <laughs> where everyone is just like, what the, who the fuck did that? Dude, the bartender was mm. like, I will never forget his face, dude. He was so offended by this smell. He was like, what the <laughs> fuck? He's like, he was like wafting his hand in front of his nose, just trying to get rid of the smell. He's like, who the fuck did that? <laughs> That's so fucking bad. And then there was like a couple of lads that were sitting there. He's like, that was fucking you, Smitty. I know that was you. You're a fucking dirty grunt cunt. <laughs> And he's like, no, nah, it's not me, bro. I swear it's not me. <laughs> Dude, and then, 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 like, I went back, lined back up in the bar, got my drinks, and then before I left, farted again. 
<laughs> like walked out and just watched the second wave of like the aftershock hit everyone again. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh my God. And then the only other fight that sticks out in way oh. more recent memory than that oh. <laughs> is I was at the pub and um, it was a mate's birthday. So everyone was like having a, having a blinder, ripping and tearing. And <laughs> I was sitting down with a mate and a group of girls and <laughs> I did this really <laughs> sly fart. <laughs> I did a really sly one. It was just like... <laughs> and um, I just sat there and like immediately everyone was like, oh my God, like, who the fuck was that? And dude, I don't know who this guy was, but shout out to him. Like he's like my fucking hero. It was like, it was like this big fat dude in like board shorts. who's was probably like six foot four and like maybe 135 kilos. Everyone's like, who the fuck farted? That's fucking rank. Who did that? And we're outside, mind you, but that's how potent it was. It like just, it fucking, it hit people. And uh, this big fat dude just like turned and looked at the group of people I was sitting with who was disgusted by my fart. And he goes, yeah, that was me. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, you're a bad cut. He took the rap for it. Oh, dude, that's so fucking funny, man. Oh. Do you have one in recent memory that... Uh, it's not a recent one, but this is one that I fucking... When I was, when I was in high school, there was a mate of mine who every time he had a, every year for his birthday, he would invite like, obviously our group of friends from my school and then uh, his friends from other schools. So there'd be about 15 to 20 of us. And we would set up this giant tent in his backyard and would all sleep in the tent. Oh, nice. And these were, these, these are nights where there's just 15, 20 boys out and we're knocking, running. We're egging houses. Yeah. We're just being little delinquents. Yeah. What we would do too is, and this is before any of us were doing drugs either. Remember when you used to just be crazy, completely sober? Yeah. It's <laughs> so we would go out like, we would order fucking a whole bunch of pizzas. We would go to Woolies and we would get like, you know, chips and lollies and soft drink and all this type of shit. We were, and so we're obviously hooking in. One of my mates was just hogging the Doritos. Yeah, okay. So he's smashing the Doritos, just eating all these chips and shit. Later on, we've just been out knocking, running, egging people's houses. One of my mates um, actually took a shit on someone's driveway. King. Which is absolutely hilarious, dude. Yeah. We're back. This is about like three or four in the morning now, dude. We've lost soldiers. We've got men down. We've got people falling asleep left, right, and center. One of my mates... Goes, man, I've got a fart. <laughs> and we go, oh, shit. We look over, dude. One of my mates is in a sleeping bag with the hood, like, up over his head. And, like, it had a drawer thing. Yeah. So, he, like, pulled the drawstring and it closed up all around. He looked like Kenny from South Park. Yeah, I know what you But, like, saying. inside a fucking sleeping, sleeping bag. bag. Yeah. So, just his face exposed, dude. My mate... <laughs> My mate <laughs> gets up. We've all got our phones out, like little Nokias and flip phones and shit. And he pulls his pants down, B 
bare ass. Oh, no. Goes all the way up to his face. He's This guy, my other mate's nose is inside this guy's ass crack. Oh, and he no, just goes, one of those ones that just goes, he <laughs> 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 goes, Plop, right in this guy's face. Immediately, fucking rank smell, dude. Yeah. This is just like... Yeah, like fucking lollies, chips, pizza, all of this fucking bullshit, dude. Right into this, as soon as he farts, we all start dying laughing, dude. This guy in the sleeping bag opens his eyes for like a split second and then just goes, what? And just throws up everywhere, dude. That's so fucking good, cut. Like he throws up, it smells like vomit. Everyone's like trying to unzip the tent. Running around like, uh, uh, uh. Chaos, dude, dude, I fucking was crying. So I was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've, dude. I've seen a, Did I've you seen see a guy's eyes open and go before he, he didn't even say a word. He's opened his eyes and went, and just <laughs> all this like chewed up Dorito, like that, like orange foam. That yeah. fucking, uh, <laughs> yuck. I saw a guy that, um, on TikTok recently and he, like his mate was passed out drunk and he just went and sat on his face and went, and just farted and he just, same thing, he just vomited instantly. Ugh. One more quick fart yarn. Um, one of the kids that I went to primary school with, he was a fucking rowdy boy. And um, one day we're sitting in, in class <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, I need to fart. And I was like, yeah, nice dude. And he's just like, i got to time it. And I was like, okay, cool. The teacher goes, um, you know the old, you know the old clap thing that they did <laughs> that they did in primary school to get your attention. Yeah, and then you got to repeat the clap back, obviously. Yeah. So they did that. Everyone clapped back, and then they go. The teacher goes, "Okay, kids, listen up." And as soon as he said that, <laughs> my friend just goes, "Oh, and just <laughs> just drops this fart, dude. It was so fucking funny. I was like, oh, comedic oh, timing at it. Farts in school were the fucking hilarious one. So funny, dude. I had one where, like, if you got, like, the perfect plastic school chairs to just hit a nice sick reverb off. <laughs> like, I was fucking watching, we were watching a movie. Do you remember the movie The Kite Runner? Did you ever have to read that book? Nah, thank God. Sounds gay. Yeah, it's a pretty fucking crazy movie, but it was, like, in a really, like, somber scene, and it's where the... <laughs> the kite runner, the the main character, is like meeting the son. No, so he's like finding out that his fucking old friend from behind, who he let get raped, is fucking dead and shit. And so he's like, it's like a really so, and like everyone in the classroom is like down, and it's a really somber moment. And one of my mates, dude, just like cocked the leg, and he went. Pew! <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like a fucking, it sounded like a fucking one of the guns from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, just straight off his chair, dude. The whole class, class fucking died. Dude. The teacher had to put, stop the movie. Oh, that's hilarious. So D- funny. Dude, I, um, I've been so excited to, to tell you about this all week. We have a new segment on the podcast. Let's go. It's called The Disciple Dial-In. The Disciple Dial-In. Where we get you guys out there, you loyal disciples, to call in. And tell us some yarns. So, I know when line bleed, that can only mean one thing. I know when line bleed, that can only mean one thing. Rattles, big dog. Um, 
firstly, love the potty. Love being an honourable disciple. A little yarn for you about the pod last week where you're talking about the flashlight. So, I've got a mate, and, or not really a mate. I wouldn't say a mate. A fellow that I know, an acquaintance. Because the shit he does is quite fucking rare. He's fucking bought this flashlight, right? And you guys are talking about how it's a slippery slope. It fucking was for him. (laughs) He bought a VR headset. He bought a suction cup flashlight. And he bought himself a fucking suction cup titty. This dude would dead set suction these bad boys onto a mirror or like a, a nice surface where he could get some good suction. And... He would stand there, VR headset on, and fuck this flashlight while fondling a titty. Um, don't know about you. Bit fucking rare for me. Absolutely. This fella, he's he's a rare one. He'll um he'll do anything for a bit of grog. You could. It, he's been known to to piss himself for a bottle of Jamison just out of a dare. Um, yeah. Give us give us your thoughts. I want I want your opinions. Let us know. Peace out. Peace out. And just before we go any further, mate, don't ever refer to yourself as an honourable disciple. You know who you are. You listen every episode. You are. You're one of the original 13, big dog. So, um, mate, fucking oath. That's a slippery Mate, that is fucking putrid, dude. Absolutely. That is fucking irreprehensible. Dude. Come on, dude. Like, the amount of money and time and effort you're putting in to bust a nut is crazy, dude. That's too much, dude. And you have to hide this stuff somewhere. Where do you put it? Yeah. Like, and, like... This... But let's be fair, though. This is a dude who is clearly not getting any pussy. Yeah. Clearly not getting any pussy, dude. And Anyone who even has sniffs here and there of potentially getting pussy is not doing that type of stuff. No. Not doing that type of stuff. I mean, to fucking mount the cunt. Yeah. To mount it on something. Dude, and I just got standing such, up. such a visual of him, yeah, like standing up on, on a mirror, groping a fake tit. It's, it's, you have to, you do have to wear the VR goggles though. Because you have to block out any chance that you could catch the reality of what really is going oh, on and absolutely. completely ruin itself for you. Dude, imagine, imagine getting your side profile off something when you're naked yeah. up against a mirror with a flashlight hanging off it. Thrusting. Dude, what a fucking degenerate. That guy needs to repent for his sins. Um, he's an absolute fucking... He's an absolute... In, that's incel behaviour, dude. It is. That's a, that is a fucking... It is a slippery slope, and I will, I will bet the house that I don't have that that guy has gone on to purchase more stuff, without a doubt. You know those those fucking like torsos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, He's those one freak of me out, man. Yeah. What are you? What are these guys doing out here? <clears throat> I don't know, dude. Pussy is the most dangerous drug in the world, and you know some men just can't handle it. <laughs>
It's like it's literally like you know when dudes start people alcoholics start drinking methylated spirits. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it, this guy, this person, is a fucking addict and refuse. Well, obviously he refuses to fucking accept God as the one true God. Yeah, because no man of the Lord would actually be doing this type of stuff. He needs to. He needs to <laughs> repent from his sins. I reckon he needs to say at least 150 Hail Marys and 120 Our Fathers, and then just and and buy his best mate a case of piss because that is. Sounds like a fucking bit of a unit that needs some fucking guidance too. You said he would fucking piss his pants for a bottle of Jamison, dude. Yeah, fuck this, it. Who is this fucking guy? I don't know. What, he's a loser. This guy know. is godless. He is directionless. And honestly, he needs our love and he needs our support. So whoever sent that in, mate, you need to fucking wrap your arms around this guy because he is booking himself a one-way ticket to hell. Keep an eye on him. Thanks for calling in. Next one, mate. Who we got here? <clears throat> hey boys, Gabe here, recent disciple of the Sunday service. Uh, had a little query for you. Uh, I often have this debate with uh, with my mates, and it's who would win in a fight to the death, uh, a saltwater croc or a great white shark? I'm backing croc to the hills. I feel like it's got more weaponry, the claws, the armour. You know, it could probably fuck them up with its tail if it needed to. But, uh, yeah, let me know what you got, fellas. Good one. So that's from uh, Gabe. Shout out to Gabe. Gabe, oh, that's the uh, producer of the Cancel Me Now podcast. If you're not listening to that, go check that out. Thank you for calling in, Gabe. Yeah, thanks for that. That's a fucking great question, dude. That's a good one. Um, Mate, I've got a few thoughts about this. Yeah, all right, go. I think I'm 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 going against Gabe. I'm going the Great White Shark. Yeah, good. Honestly, me too, dude. I'm going Great White Shark all day long. I think it's agility. I think it's speed, and I think also just genuine mass. It's it's too much, dude. I mean, and also we have got to be thinking of like in, in what body of water is this happening? It's got to be open water. Because if this is open ocean water, yeah. croc doesn't stand a fucking chance. Yeah. But if this is like. In maybe just like a salt lake sort of like lagoon type thing in like the Northern Territory, then maybe it's a little bit of a story when we don't. There doesn't have enough. There's not enough uh, space for the shark to be really be using its agility, using its speed, and and its size. It's not cultivating enough velocity to really be doing much damage. So both of these beasts, these apex predators, can get about twenty three feet long. I know that a. I think the saltwater crocodile has like the highest bite force of any. Any animal? Yes, but only one way. One it can't way. open. And and here's here's a little uh here's a little t- here's a little insight for you. In open water, right? They're they're clashing. Salt salty grabs it by the I think it's called the pectoral fin on the great white shark. So if he grabs that fin, the side fin, he'd grab it, rip it off, do a death roll. But what salties need every now and then is they need a little bit of air. So they, he's going to have to come up to the surface at one point to get some air. Soft underbelly. We've all seen the videos of the sharks shooting underneath. Yeah, getting yeah, underneath. yeah. I reckon the big, big uh, great white shark comes, gets him from underneath. We've all seen every ad for any type of shark content ever. Yeah. And it is constantly. It looks like an aeroplane shooting out of, the out of Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm going great white. I'm going the great white there, Gabe. Thank you very much for sending that in. I'm glad to hear that you're a fucking listener. And, uh, and uh, keep up the good work. Gabe might be coming on our podcast in the future, so thanks for that, mate. Um, I would sorry, hope so, sorry to go against you, bud, but we're um, we're picking the great white. <laughs> yeah. mm. Do some clips for us, mate, and it's the fucking saltwater croc all day, boy. <laughs>
All right. I go. Next one. Our next one. Great question, dude. I love animal biffs. What's going on? What is going on, boys? Friend of the pod, big time fan and listener, long time listener. Hey, boys, talking point here. What is your take on the, uh, the interview that um, Adesanya did uh, when he uh, defeated his last opponent? I loved it. I thought it was inspirational. Uh, secondly, we'd love to go- have you guys on our podcast. A little plug here. Two hearts, one home. If your listeners aren't around it, tell them to get around it. Oh, yeah, love you guys, man. Give us your opinion on Adesanya, his victory, and his, uh, his speech at the end. Cheers, boys. Love you. Bye. Cool. So I've got Izzy's speech here. If you, if anybody missed it, uh, this is from the UFC uh, YouTube page. So it was them that beeped out the content, but we'll um, we'll play it now and hopefully that. Will Ladies work. and gentlemen, referee Dan Mergliata has called a stop to this contest at four minutes twenty-one seconds of round number two. Declare the winner by Shush, listen up. I want to say something. People, Earth, I need to say something. Listen to me. <laughs> I hope every one of you behind your screens on this arena can feel this level of happiness just one time in your life. I hope all of you can feel how happy I am just one time in your life. But guess what? You never feel this level of happiness if you don't go for something in your own life when they knock you down, when they try and on you, when they talk about you, and they try and put their foot on your neck. If you stay down, you will never ever get that resolve. Fortify your mind and feel this level of happiness as you rise one time in your life. But I'm blessed to be able to feel this again and again and again and again and again. So the great Izzy, bit of inspirational <laughs> shit. Another cool thing that Izzy did afterwards, so he knocks out Alex Pajera. Yeah. Pulls out a bow and arrow. So uh, if you're not a big UFC fan, Alex Pajera has fought um, Israel three times, um, twice in kickboxing and once in MMA. Beat Izzy all three times. Um, Izzy was close to winning every one of those fights, um, but just kind of got nipped at the bud. And Alex Pajera comes out and he put he draws back a bow and he then shoots it at his opponent as he's walking in and then screams. It's part of his indigenous culture uh, over there in Brazil. So Izzy knocks him out, pulls out a bow and arrow, shoots him once, twice, three times for every time he's been beaten, and mm-hmm. then walks over, snaps the bow on his leg, and then like throws it on the ground, and then like runs around the octagon. Finds Alex Pajera's kid. So Alex Pajera, when uh, he knocked out Izzy in kickboxing, Alex mm-hmm. Pajera's kid was like five years old, runs into the ring, and then imitates Izzy getting knocked out and like Falls hits over. himself on the head and pretends to be knocked out like right in front of Israel. So Israel runs around the octagon, finds Pajera's kid in the crowd, points at him, 
and then just drops dead off the ground and pretends to be knocked out. <laughs> so it's like levels of petty, then he hops When the up. kid's crying in his mother's arms too because yeah, his dude. dad's knocked out in the middle of the ring. Fucking ruthless. That's I love that. And then, then he goes up to the monster energy sign, cuts the monster energy sign, flicks Puts it to Puts a birds. cross on it, dude. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of sat- satanic rituals that people believe is going on with monster. But back to Zeke's question. Um, thanks for calling in, Zeke. Really appreciate it, mate. Uh, as he mentioned, he's got a podcast that he's just released, Two Hearts, One Home. Go check it out. Um, fortify your mind. I think that what Izzy is saying here has a lot of, uh, you know, he's got a lot of points that that he's trying to point out. He's got yeah. a lot of truth is what he's saying. And uh, I, I, I tend to agree with it. If you're down and out in the dumps, don't stay down there. Just... Uh, Mm-hmm. Keep bringing yourself back up to your feet. I f- I fuck with what he says. What do you What do you think about it? Yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, like, that, isn't that the reason both of us do stand up? Exactly, because like, that's the thing that we want to do. Like, I I know for sure that I I spent a few years before knowing that I wanted to start doing stand up before I actually did it. Yeah, and same. then and now I'm just just it obviously it's the, one of the best things I've ever done in my life. And like, it's can you, you? There's so many people that like live their lives and then one day they're fifty. And they go, oh, fuck, I didn't actually try and do any of the stuff I kind of thought I wanted to do. Yeah, and once you start trying to do things that are difficult, like you do get you get a little extra layer of, of armour in your yeah. review. And then, they, and then they go and get lazy boy recliners and then they fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and then they give, pour themselves a Jimbo and they watch MotoGP at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you're fucking ripping and a tearing, baby. We're ripping and tearing. Um, all right, let's jump straight into the next one. Thank you, Zeke. We uh, we agree with you. We agree with what uh, Izzy says. Go out there, test yourself, guys. You'll uh, you don't know what you're capable of until you put yourself out there. Next one is from a caller called Brian. Thank you, Brian. Hello to all the listeners out there. <laughs> My name is Brian. I love comedy. I really liked the episode you did with Ben McLennan. He really seems like a lot of fun. Probably as much fun as a helicopter ride. A helicopter ride at SeaWorld. It is good to see someone attempt something they clearly have no skills in. He is very brave for doing this. He is my favorite. I really like those videos where he calls out women. It is a very original idea. I cannot believe that anyone has not thought of this before. I really want to see him more before he has a heart attack climbing on stage. That is a fat joke. Ben is really fat. Anyway, I love the podcast. It is much better than that steaming pile of dog shit how to not comedy podcast. <laughs> I'm now so I can combust marijuana all the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thanks, um, Brian. Dude. Look, you know what? I love Ben McLennan and there were some things that I, uh, you know, I feel a bit taken back by there. I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Ben. Yeah, dude. Friend I of the pod. Absolutely, dude. Love that he's really sticking it to the broads, mate. That's my favorite. That's my favorite genre of content is dudes yelling at women. And, um, okay, so I uh, I certainly agree with um, that, that there is a steaming pile of dog shit that's called How To Not Comedy. Um, but I disagree with you guys ripping on our, our good mate, uh, good mate over there, Benny. Our next one is so ironically, mate, we had a call in from our buddy Gabo, um, at the Cancel Me Now podcast, and uh, yep. friend of the pod, Josh Bluey Nelson, has also left us one. Bluey, uh, shout out to Bluey, he's over in Vegas at the moment. He had this, he looks say. like he's having a great fucking time. Oh, he always looks like he's having a great time. He's a hot boy. Hey, Brad, uh, we just want to leave you a voicemail. Um, Mate, stoked you guys have got the new uh, call-in line set up. 
Just wanted to get your quick opinion on uh, the Lewis Spears situation, mate. Personally, I think what he did went too far. <laughs> I think the Dalai Lama's a saint, and uh, after all he's done, I think he should be able to kiss whoever he wants on the mouth. I think Lewis Spears... He's a, uh, he's a pig, um, and I'm, uh, I'm with the Dalai Lama, and I would like to go on the record as saying, I think we should be able to kiss boys on the mouth openly. Uh, yeah. Let me know what you think, mate. Uh, love the podcast too, brother. Cheers. Thank you. Josh Bluey Nelson, one of the greats. One of the greats. One of the Steel greats. Steel City Superstar. Steel City he's Superstar. He's the Steel City Superstar. That's what I want to call him from now on. Oh, dude. Bluey Steel City Superstar Nelson. That's it. Um, and look, very valid points. We know that the Dalai Lama is a holy man, a man of uh, of the of the wrong religion. Um, he should be he should be out there yeah, preaching what? the one true God, the Lord, one God, one true Jesus God, Christ, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. Um, look, very valid point, Blue. Very valid point. Absolutely mate. valid. And if anyone has seen the clips that I've been posting lately, one of them is basically parroting what Bluey is saying, dude. He's the holiness, dude. He's Buddha reincarnate. Yeah. Suck his tongue, man. Yeah. Buddha. Come on, dude. This is the fucking holiest man on earth. You fucking want to go to heaven or not? Yeah, dude. If you want to if you want to rot in, or I don't know if Buddhists have hell. It shows how much I know. But you know what? The man is, you know, 106 years old, the Dalai Lama. The, he's the 14th reincarnation. So they're all old. They're all celibate. And, you know... Sometimes you need a young bloke to get out there, give you a kiss on the lips and suck your tongue. So, Look, Louis, you, no pushback from us. Yeah, here, no mate. pushback, mate. I mean, honestly, great points. Um, you know, I'm, I, I really respect standing by your morals, dude, standing by your fucking self and being like, you know what, this is who I am, this is what I think. Um, we should be able to have as many little boys suck our tongues as we want. <laughs> you know what? And I, and I agree, dude. I agree. And if the fucking Cancel Me Now podcast is about anything else, then I'm fucking just a dumb cunt, aren't I? <laughs> um, and you know what? Isaac Butterfield, I think he, he I think he went to leave us a voicemail, but he got caught up in daddy duties. That's the only thing I can think of. If everyone else from Cancel Me Now has reached out, um, I think Isaac must have just been busy with his firstborn son. Yeah, congratulations too, by the way. Congrats, bud. Good on you. Um, hope that you and the baby and Claire are doing well. On to our last one. And, mate, I... I have got a um, a caller here by the name of Chase. So let's see what Chase has to say. Hey, this is Chase from Missouri. Uh, I was calling to tell you a little story about what my girlfriend told me yesterday when she called. She said, a guy came in with a t- tuning fork stuck in his dick hole. <laughs> if you don't know what a tuning fork is, it's a <laughs> dual-pronged fork that you flip the tip of it and it vibrates to the, to the frequency of the note that, uh, that it's made for. So I guess the guy was, he was trying to tune his dick. And, uh, she said another, a lady came in the day before with a uh, Yankee candle shoved up her asshole. The Yankee candle is about a seven inch by four inch, Candle <laughs> with a <laughs> oh my god! All right, what do you mean? All right, let's finish the rest of it. Let's finish the rest of it. A ceiling lid on it, 
I don't know if she was trying to make it fresh up there or what. <laughs> figured I'd call and see if this line worked from here in the United States. Uh, it's good talking. Bye-bye. Oh, Chase. Chase, bro, thank you so much for sending that in, dude. That is fucking funny. I couldn't laugh because I needed to hear the rest of it, but when he said he was trying to tune his dick. Oh, dude. Dude, that is fucking hilarious. He had some gold. <laughs> he, had, he, he had some little golden gems in there as well. Sticking a scented candle up your ass to freshen it up up there. Oh. Um, That's a big candle. Dude, huge. So obviously Chase's um, girlfriend is a nurse over in uh, in Missouri as well, I assume. Um, mate, shout out to you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for reaching out to us oh, as well. Thank you're you, fucking, dude. You're a legend. He said uh, if we're ever in Missouri, Chase, Chase would like to take us to a shooting range. Oh, so, hell yeah. Mate, if, we're, if we make it over to Missouri doing a Sunday service, mate, we'll go to the uh, go to the shooting range with you for sure. That'd oh, be good that's fun. That's unreal, man. Yeah. Um, Guys, fucking, what a way to start the, the dial-in line. That's what I wanted when I fucking set this thing up. I just want some fucking piss-funny yarns. That is funny, dude. That is great. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Let's get into a bit of this one, champion. The Sunday Roast, roast, as you guys know, every week, some cunt gets a fucking pizzling for being a fucking shit person. And this week, we have Taylor Coftry introduce them to the world. Who is our shit cunt? Mate, our shit cunt of the week (coughs) is our... is a lady by the name of Hiba Abuk. Hiba Abuk. Hiba Abuk. Now, she is the wife, or I should say ex-wife, of a uh, soccer player who plays for PSG called uh, Akraf Hakimi. Akraf Hakimi. Yes. Now, what's happened here as is, <clears throat> is that Hiba, she's obviously had enough of this fucking bloke. Yeah. And she's gone... I'm going to file for divorce, dude. Which is, un- which is not uncommon, dude, because, you know, like 80% of divorces are initiated by women. And that's right. Because the laws are in their favor, obviously. And they're not, you know, they're not, they didn't get married under <laughs> holy matrimony where they swore till death do them part. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so she's gone to, she's gone to divorce um, Artraf, however you fucking say his name, Hakimi. I was going to call him Hakimi. She's gone to divorce Hakimi, who, by the way, too, she's 36 and he's 24. Okay. So she's been taking advantage of this young, Hot successful trubber. man for a, for a, quite a while. So she's filed for divorce, obviously asking for half, if not more, of his assets, his wealth, child support, alimony, all of this type of stuff. Only to find out <clears throat> that young mate, he's not a young, dumb, naive man at all. No. Because he has put all of his assets... Into his mum's name. That's one for the city boys. Do you think? King? Whoa! Woo, woo, woo! Fuck her, dude. Yeah. And, dude, how fucking hilarious is that? Dude, I think that's <coughs> hilarious. And I think that's, I think from now on, I think that's the playbook for every professional athlete. 
I think it's Absolutely. just like, you know, find a relative or or someone you trust and put your assets in their name. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, I get paid millions of dollars, but I actually have about 20K in the bank. Yep. And obviously now fucking sh- this bitch can't do shit. She can't get shit. And that, you know what? That deserves you right, you fucking leech. And that's what you get, dude, for not taking the sacred vow in front of the Lord seriously. Yeah, dude, that's exactly what you get. And you know what? The Lord <clears throat> saw that coming. The Lord sent his blessings, picked him a manager. That manager went, bruh, we've got to be smart about how we do things. You've got a loving mother. Let's put all your assets in her name for when these leeches come out because they know that Lucifer can take many forms. And Lucifer commonly takes the form of a beautiful woman. Most definitely he does. And he has revealed <laughs> himself to, he's taken that mask off. And uh, and young Hakimi, as he's known in the streets, he's dodged, he's dodged an almighty bullet. Oh, yeah. Many a men have fallen to this exact thing, dude. Lives ruined, legacies ruined, empires crumbled by the moot. By the moot. Dude, Mut is the bringer of life, but it can also take your life as well. Dude, isn't it, isn't it funny that more people haven't done this? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is very funny that more people haven't done this. How, or like, at least put the shit that you have in like a family trust, yeah, so that it can't be taken. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, dude. Marriage is a fucking really crazy thing, dude. Really crazy thing. I like you so much, I'm going to give you a ring, get a document that's govern- from the government, and uh, we, can, uh, we, can be, we can be tied and bonded. Yeah, I life. love you so much that we should get the government involved. Yeah. And those, you know what? Those guys are really honest yeah. dudes who don't fuck anyone over at all. Don't government. try to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. They're just some straight up good blokes. That have the best intentions for the general public. Mm. And that's why that's why I think the whole divorce court thing is fucked up. Like, I don't think people shouldn't be able... Women shouldn't be able to just decide that they want to leave. I reckon that you, could o- you can only get half. You should only be entitled to all this type of stuff if the man is the one who leaves you. If he initiates, then you might be able to have a case. But there shouldn't be an incentive for women to be like, you know what... I'm just going to fucking bounce and take half. Dude, I think it I think everything <coughs> should just have the um the prenup. Yeah, definitely. Whatever you had. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you had and whatever you've earned during this. Cuz like you you see the bullshit ones where it's just like um oh yeah, I I, I stuck around for 20 years. Like Dr. Dre's wife stuck around for years, didn't have to work, didn't have to do anything. And then ask for an exorbitant amount of money so she could continue to live a lifestyle that she was accustomed to. Yeah, living. that whole accustomed to a certain lifestyle is fucking bullshit. That's absurd, <laughs> dude. It's like I was accustomed to being a leech of someone who is way more successful than I could ever dream. Yeah. I should be able to keep doing that. If I anything, was, they should be like, no. I was accustomed to spending. You can go on a payment plan to start paying back all that shit, actually. I was accustomed to spending $200,000 <laughs> a month. Well, fucking tough titties, cunt. If you can't earn $400,000 a month so you can spend 200000 then you can't fucking live like that because you're accustomed to, do, to doing it. Yeah, that's right. That's why I think, like, none of it should be, like, it shouldn't work off a certain percentage of someone's, of, like, a man's income. It should just be, like, a flat rate. Like, child support and alimony should just be, like, a flat rate across the board. Like, you don't get to, just because one dude is, like, <clears throat> like a regular fucking dude, Working at fucking 
UPS or some shit, delivery driver, a career off a fucking toll or something, earning like, what, 47K a year, he has to pay like a certain um, percentage of his thing. But then also someone who's a fucking billionaire then also has to pay the exact same percentage as that fucking toll driver dude. So like that's why you see like fucking Jeff Bezos and shit like that. They get fucking divorced and then their wife is now the richest woman alive. Yeah. For no reason. It should just be it should be like if you put your kid in private school like so if you're a Jeff Bezos and you put him through private school or whatever, it should just be half. Whatever their school fees is Harvard. Yeah. And it's just like, if you can't afford to do that, then it's just, it's kind of maybe on you, dude. Yeah, maybe it's on you. And like, if, you know, the, this UPS driver, he can afford to send him to public school or whatever, but he, he contributes his half mm. for the kid, good on him. Mm. And I, I think just mainly why this chick mice is getting fucking Sunday roasted, man, is because like... Do you think that she would have tried to leave him if he was just like a regular guy that didn't have that much that she would be entitled to? It was just, it was just that it was, she saw an opportunity to play the good old fashioned long con. Yes. And she went, he's hot, he's young, he's earning incredible amounts of money. Yeah. And then it, like, as he's starting to come up, I'm just then going to fucking get to the point where I can get as much as what I can. And I'm going to rinse him and then I'm going to dip. And then I, at 36 years old, am going to retire from being a hot bitch and I'm just going to live my life and do whatever the fuck I want for the rest of my days. Because you think about it, man. If you have, if you get millions and millions and millions of dollars in a divorce settlement. Yeah. And like one of the things that you get in a divorce settlement is a house or a mansion. Yeah. You're good. You're fine. You're sorted. You've got a house. You've got millions of dollars in the bank. You could, you know, with wise investments, you're never working ever again. Yeah, for sure. So in her mind, I have no doubt that she was playing this hot girl card of like, I'm hot enough to fuck athletes, which if you're a 10, good on you for doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not sitting here getting angry at girls that have played this God gave you a gift. It'd be a shame to squander it. It, it would be a shame to squander it. You should it. be getting and as we, much... And we've Elite been level dumb sport enough, dick as you can. We've been dumb enough to play these rules for so long that if you can exploit the rule book, good on you. Yeah. But I think what we're doing is celebrating that we knew your game plan. Yep. He knew the game plan. His mum knew it. And the mum and the, the manager The mum fucking knew it. knew it, dude. And I guarantee you that mum never liked that bitch. Yeah. I guarantee she never did as well. Because you never. know what? That mum, like, I don't know if you've seen her, but she wears like a headdress. I can tell that she's a good cook. She's a salt of the earth woman. There's a photo of her kissing her son on both cheeks and embracing mm-hmm. him, giving him a hug. One of those women who, like the word of God says, truly committed herself in service to her family. Yeah. And now look, dude, she would She would also never have to work again. Like she's all, he probably also has been buying her stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Unreal, king, dude. King behavior. King. Mate, let's stick a fork in it. Let's stick a tuning fork in it. Let's vibe it up, brother, and let's get on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, before we before we split, give him a number, dude. Give him the number. I'll give give him, him the fucking number, dude. And, and we want you to call in, confess things, absolve yourself of your sins, talk about other people who are sinning. Give us your thoughts on what people are, are out and about here fucking doing, dude. Whatever you want to fucking talk about, whatever's on your mind, please send it to us. Send it in. Um, the phone number is zero two eight four 
0457931. So if you're anywhere within Australia, do that. If you are an American listener like our boy Chase, you can hit us up on 011-6124057931 for all the American listeners out there. Be sure to follow my boy Taylor Coftry on Instagram. Taylor Coftry, C-O-U-G-H-T-R-I-E. I just couldn't remember if your title <coughs> had anything at the end of it. Um, nope. I'm going to be performing at the Newcastle Comedy Club April 28th and 29th. I'll let you know the May dates next week. Have a good Anzac Day, you bastards. Hope you win on a bit of two-up. Drink some piss. And on honestly, don't carry on like a fuckwit on Anzac Day, okay? It's it's a day of reverence to support and love the Anzacs, the diggers, what they've done for us. So don't be a fucking wally. Exactly. Right? If you reflection lose- and remembrance, man. Remember what these guys sacrificed so we could live in this beautiful country. And I'm Bradley Bishop. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. It's Bradley Bishop with an underscore at the end. Don't forget to smoke weed every day. Good sounds of the doctor. Thanks for calling in, boys. Bring it on. We want more next week. The rowdier, the better. Give us a buck story trip. Yeah. Give us a fucking mad Monday story. Give us something that you have never admitted to your family. You can remain anonymous. You Remember, can. if you want a shout out as well, be sure to mention that you want a shout out. We'll fucking tell the cunts where to follow you, bro. Yeah, definitely. We're about that noise. Make sure you go in peace, love, and serve the Lord. Amen. Bye for now.